this week on The Startup Life. Have a short memory. Fair enough. Keep rolling. You don't sulk in it. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. Learn from it. Uh, reboot. Flush it down the toilet. <laughs> and roll again. Fair enough. All right, Startup Nation. So let's take flight with Elliot Sales, founder and CEO of Good Enterprises, LLC. The Startup Life begins now. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother... Scholars, are you ready to join the 25 Plus Club? Parents, how does thousands in college savings sound? Brand new in our school, the Owl Academy, we have released How to Hack the ACT. Students will cover managing test anxiety, math, science reasoning, and why eating a good breakfast is so important. For more information, go to this episode's show notes for the link. All right, Startup Nation, so I hope you're ready to receive some value today. I'm here with one of my favorite entrepreneurs, Elliot Sales. What's going on, man? What's up, what's up, what's up? <laughs> you ready to pour some knowledge in the Startup Nation man, today? every day, all the time. Awesome, thank you so much. So let's get started. So tell me the story, man. How did all this get started? Well, it got started because I'm always thinking. Okay. Since I've been a little kid, I've always been thinking and poking around and and I hear that. this was just part of the part of one of many things I've done. Okay. And okay. here we are. So just a lot of tinkering and stuff like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> okay. But but this this one idea was really specific and direct. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. So so you're originally from Cleveland, right? From Cleveland, Ohio. From Cleveland, Ohio. East what, Cleveland, Ohio. All right. What brought you down to Memphis? So my father worked um, for Warner Brothers. My father was okay. in the music industry. Gotcha. Music executive for Warner Brothers. Marketing was his was his wheelhouse. He was a local DJ in Cleveland. Worked the music scene. A lot of acts. Then Warner Brothers picked him up. Started, then they moved him to New York or moved us to New York, New gotcha. Jersey, New Jersey to LA. Oh wow. LA to Memphis. Gotcha. And so it, all my time in L.A., um, I got to see a lot of acts in the 80s. New Edition. Oh, wow. Madonna. Okay. All those acts everybody enjoys. I have specific stories of those as a little kid growing up. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. You almost kind of live like the, the military brat lifestyle kinda a little bit, Kind of right? sort of, yeah. <laughs> gotcha. yeah. That's what's up. A lot of times entrepreneurs, you know, they have like other people that help build the dream that you're trying to build, right? And it's not necessarily like the employees, but you have like third-party vendors or mm-hmm. uh, like partners that you team up with to things from time to time. What kind of or partners that you team up with? And you don't don't give us the source code if you right, don't want, right, you know, right. but but give us an uh, an idea of what that's like for you in your uh, business. So it's very resourceful. I okay. do have one local. Um, company here that, that I get a lot of my work done. This might be a good thing or a bad thing I'm about to say, but mm. um, I utilize the internet, man, the, the World Wide Web. Fair it's enough. called like that. And I, <laughs> I've reached out to vendors overseas. Gotcha. I'm okay. up at 2, 3 in the morning talking to them. Because uh, I think you you saying something about like people look at uh, have bought main shirts from as far as Norway or yeah. some, somewhere like that? Yeah. How all, crazy all is that? World. All over the world. I've had, I know, right? It's exciting. <laughs> right. I've had the shirts um, at the Olympics at, at Rio. No. Yeah. For real? Yeah. Man, that's bananas. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it just happens when they get a call and it's like, what is this? So, yeah. Right. That's what's up, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me ask you this. What did you wish you would have known before you started your business? What I wish I would have known, I don't have one thing I wish I would have known. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have did it earlier. Fair enough. Okay. Earlier, okay. yeah. Why is that? Because for so long, I kind of ignored some innate things that was already brewing inside of me. I ignored them and pushed them to the side and, you know, for whatever reasons of life and all that. But even when I was young, I didn't have any responsibilities. It was always there. Uh, let me let me ask you this. You know, kind of a follow-up question to mm-hmm. something you were saying about your dad and in marketing. Mm-hmm. As you delve into your life of entrepreneurship now, 
Do you think about or do you use some of those strategies that he used in his business, in your business? So when my father, and thank God I have a father, you know, I first mm-hmm. let me say that because he, he he gives me stuff sometimes without him even knowing he does. Fair enough. So I thank God he was even there to even do that. My parents are there. Well, what I use from him, because, it's, because it was a while back, what I use from him mm-hmm. are a lot of inspirational things okay. that okay. he shares with me. Having a father and son time. I he might that. He might share something with me. That might spark something in me. Gotcha. And then I'll kind of go down that road. Okay. And okay. then, I, But I will go back and let him know, <laughs> hey, man, you know when you said this, this kind of led me to do this. I hear that. So, you know. <laughs> right. Do you? Uh, what do you learn from the worst boss or mentor that you ever had? So, what I learned is what to not do. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. I, I, I would look at him and I would say, why are you doing that? And gotcha. so I make mental notes and say, this is what you don't do. And here's the most important thing that I did get from him. For a long time, well, you know, for years, people might have been told that they're leaders. They might um, exude leadership characteristics. I know they know it. Right. So, and a lot of times when we hear that, we run from it. Hmm. But I have been told that for so long. And what I learned from looking at him is I need to make leadership look attractive because looking at him, it wasn't attractive. And that's very important. That's that's how you bring people into your fold. That's gotcha. how you bring people to you. Then you get to kind of like kind of kind of start teaching and molding whatever. But yeah, it has to be attractive first. Okay. Well, why do you think people run from that leadership responsibility? Is it fear, or is it like don't want all that responsibility that comes with it, or? Yeah, it, it's it's a little bit of fear. But for me, I think it's because it doesn't. We don't make it look attractive. I can tell you a story about a friend of mine who he was another gentleman that I know. Like my father, the same industry, he moved here mm-hmm. from the music industry. He things didn't work out, okay. So he got stuck here in Memphis, mm. and he ended up being a delivery driver for a furniture company back in the day. Gotcha. So that's a, that's a big gap. You coming from yeah. an entertainment industry where you're around lights, camera, action, and you make a move trying to increase quality of life, and it doesn't work out for you. Mm-hmm. And now he's um, delivering furniture for a furniture company. But my story, my, what, what I'm trying to get to here is, I asked him what happened. Why did you end up delivering furniture? I said, how did you get that job? Right. And he said, well, when we ordered furniture, the delivery drivers were having fun. And he said, that's what made him say, hmm, that doesn't look too bad. So that little moment right there, it made me realize, wait a minute, like, is, how does how are people making leadership look right. to people who aren't looking? Right, that attractiveness piece you were mm-hmm. telling. Fair enough, fair enough. Mm-hmm. That's a very interesting story. <laughs> that's crazy, man. Yeah. Something, crazy. something like Something small like that. You just got to, it, it, it's... It's applicable to a lot of stuff. Gotcha. Now, I've seen your shirts all over the place, right? Mm-hmm. So, but I, I would like to know, like, how do you advertise your shirts and everything that you do? You use social media or just basically word of mouth? Or is it just me just seeing the shirts online and whatever the case may be? Well, yeah, um, <laughs> it's both. Word of mouth. And I'm just now, you know, you have to be consistent. Fair enough. You yeah. Know? So now I am, I've done, I've done online commercials and I'm just now... I've been a year and a half into this, and I hate to say it, but I'm just now really catching up with the retail side of how to parallel my brand and my messaging to what's going on currently, but yet still be authentic. And, okay. And, and so, so, so how my advertising it is, I'm just now starting to shoot commercials. Right. Fair enough. And you know, being a lookout for my March Madness 
commercial dog oh, shooting now. That's what's up. U- University of Maine, March Madness, you get it? Got you. No, I absolutely do. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Well, what made you kind of go with the, you know, because like everybody who's from Memphis know that knows that mm-hmm. word very well. Mm-hmm. So what made you just kind of take it and run with it? I just want to contribute. Like, I, Fair I, enough. I look at what's going on in the city mm-hmm. and things are going on and people have feelings about stuff and a lot of stuff going on politically, social, economically, uh, racially. It's a lot of stuff going on. But I just said, what can I contribute? Because what's going to make Memphis great is what what comes organically from the people. I hear that. And honestly, you know, after a couple days of prayer, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Boom. That was it. Gotcha. And Mm -hmm. as a startup nation, he's actually wearing one of his shirts today, I am a main. Which was kind of like around, you know, for the uh, the Black History Month, so mm-hmm. I, which is a very love the shirt. Yeah. Love the shirt. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> Genius idea. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this. And I, I think I've seen you talk about it uh, on another show. Um, what did you learn from your biggest failure? So my biggest failure, what I've learned is kind of like what a quarterback does during the interception. Have a short memory. Fair enough. Keep rolling. You don't sulk in it. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. Learn from it. Uh, reboot. Flush it down the toilet. <laughs> and roll again. Fair enough. Can you tell us a little bit about that story? About the, the Essence Festival? So, yeah. Might, so, okay. and, and, and I'll clue you into something else. The success to that actually caught back up later. Okay. So, yeah. So, I had created an, another idea um, a couple years ago for, for to make lapel pins. Gotcha. So, I got them overseas. Got a vendor in China. Got them made. Shipped them over here. They did well. Mm-hmm. I did very well in the private market to, to, uh, to schools. Gotcha. So after you kind of get a little rhythm, you're like, how can I how can I ramp this bad boy up? How can yeah. I put this in a position where it resonates with a lot of people? Absolutely. And I was thinking, the Essence Festival would be good. So, you know, I got some money. Um, got my brother. Got my, 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 my lady and her mm-hmm. two sisters. So... They're all we all there. We drove up there, hotel, a lot of money being spent. Right. A lot of, a lot of anticipation. <laughs> mm. That's the thing too. The anticipation. Mm, okay. And I had my, 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 my woman with me. Gotcha. So as a guy, I'm like, I got I got to deliver. <laughs> right. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> well, and so it didn't work out like it should. I had fun, but on the drive home it's kind of long, you know, thinking like, man, this didn't work out. You know, it, so I'm gonna drive home. I was like, you know, I could sulk in this mm-hmm. or I can keep on pushing. I hear that. And then on the drive home was when I said, let's, let's get going on May. Let's get let's get that going. Okay. And it, that kind of helped rebound me. I hear that. You know, emotionally. <laughs> right. I can only imagine, man. Because yeah. like, like you said, like, you know, that anticipation, yeah. you, know, you yeah. know, also made that drive a lot shorter to get to. Yes. Right. <laughs> I'm yes. saying that. But that long drive home was basically a, a very good. Uh, sobering. Sobering. Very. Yep. Mm-hmm. Took the word right out of my mouth. Very sobering experience. Mm-hmm. But it led us to. This great new venture that you have now, man. Thanks for sharing it. I yeah, appreciate no, that. Yeah, no doubt, man. Entrepreneurs, we always consider ourselves, you know, lifelong learners. We engage in professional development, reading books, going to seminars, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. What does professional development mean to you, and what do you do to kind of uh, retool, if you will? So I'm, I'm always scouring, looking for inspiration, um, personal development. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm always putting myself in challenging situations, not dangerous, but something of course, that, that of can course. push me and challenge me to my to challenge my perspectives on things. I hear that. That's the only way you grow is when you get that friction, you know? Mm-hmm. So that, you know, constantly reading, trying to find material, trying to find your voice, your niche to make sure what resonates with with people and then once 
once that connects with you, you just pursue that. Got you. That. Whatever it takes, you pursue it. I don't care if you got to fly to California. <laughs> right. I hear that. The depths of California Absolutely. to get that piece of what it is, but because because it later on it later on means a difference. Absolutely. And it, it's one of those things where I, I wish more and more people, which is kind of the reason why we started this show, yeah, to try to get people to kind of just take that. Take yes. that that jump. Take it. Take that jump. You know, if you have to go to the depths of California yeah. or the or yeah. go to the concrete jungle that is New York, like go do that. Do it. So thank you for sharing that. Do I it. appreciate that. It'll make the difference. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now this next question, you know, mm-hmm. we we often get many different ends, or well, two different ends of the spectrum mm-hmm. uh, as far as answers. Uh, but some people say that, you know, in order to be successful in entrepreneurship, you need to go to college, you get a degree, network, get some contacts. The whole nine. Mm-hmm. Some people just say, "I just need a dream and some work ethic." Right. Elliot, what say you? Wow. Woo, woo, woo! With a, with a ten ton right there. <laughs> gotcha. So, now you see why we get that that, yeah, that you know, different yeah. end of the spectrum uh, answer from it. But go for it, man. I'm so sorry. we've all heard the phrase. We've all heard the phrase, especially in my age group. Probably your age group. Dominic, probably the same age. Mm-hmm. Go to school, get an education. Yep. Get a good job. We've all heard that, yep. and we've, and so that was that was what you call truth at that time. Mm. Now we have what's called present truth, right? That makes you re-examine what's going on now, and you have to make the adjustment. So I'm one of those ones. I'm guilty. I got I got a degree. Gotcha. I got student loans. <laughs> gotcha. And then so when looking at time and the money and the time you spent in classroom, and you're looking at the output of that, right? A lot of us are saying it wasn't worth it. Right. To be honest, a lot of us are saying it just wasn't worth it. Mm-hmm. But I think like later on, kind of like the story I told you about going to New Orleans, the right. success might come later. Right. If you, you kind of find that niche to kind of make up for that time. I hear that. I hear that. Um, but however, I don't. you can't ever just short education. Of course not, no. I think we just have to redirect ourselves into making up that space that we might have missed. Because a lot of times people go to school in areas that they don't end up pursuing in life. Right. But the education is still paramount, though. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, to answer your question. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. No, of course. It absolutely does. Because okay. it, it, one of those things where it's like, especially that piece where you said, like, truth back then mm-hmm. and present truth. Mm-hmm. It's like my philosophy is, like, first of all, I am never advocating not for going to college. Right. Of course, I would never do that. Right. But what I am saying is that that is an old business model that we grew up yes. with. It's yes. It's an old business model. Yes. And that business model, I'm not saying that it can't work. But it's not as secure as it was 20, maybe even 10 yeah. years ago, right? It just right. depends, right? And so it's like, you know, uh, our age group, we were kind of in that in-between space where when we were younger, that business model was still somewhat true. Right, right. But as we got older and we lived through recession, 9-11, mm-hmm. tech bubble, what a, housing bubble. This is a great time to be living, man. Yeah, ain't it? <laughs> So, so you brought up a great point. You, sure. you made me think about something. Sure. So, as parents, I'm a parent. Mm-hmm. You're a parent, yep. right? So, what we got the responsibility, what we're charged with is to make sure our kids don't do the same thing. Absolutely. So, when we're watching our kids grow up, especially the entrepreneurs who are really tuned into to self and what what drives us, we're looking at our kids and we're watching them grow up and we're trying to see where they peak. Right. What, what, what areas that, that they get high performance in naturally. Mm-hmm. And then once we observe that, then we could push them in the area of education that, that they're gifted in. Absolutely. Not just 
I hear that. Not just shipping them to college because we think that giving them an education is going to equip them. Giving them a, a custom education that equips them in what their gifted is. Gotcha. I'm not going to go to church, but there's a scripture that says, <laughs> you know, train a child know where they should go and they should never depart. I hear that. We have taken that scripture and we've made it into something that's, that's not true. It's not about raising a child in church and, and he'll never leave church because that's not true. Right. People have not done that. But yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah. So what it means is train a child in the way they should go. Train up a child in the way they should go in their gifting. Mm-hmm. So when they grow old, they never depart because you're not going to leave something that you get high performance from. I hear that. If if you're if you're in something, if you're in an area and you're constantly getting um, recognition and acknowledgement and you're making an income and you're and, you're, and it's working, mm-hmm. you're not going to leave that area. Fair enough. That's so true. So if you're in that area, that's. You, you, when you grow up, you're going to be like, this is what I need to be doing. I stay in this area. Right. So I think as parents, like what you said about the, the, the old model of education, mm-hmm. there's so many different avenues now that, that, that you can put, put a child into that still educates them. Right. But yet it registers with them internally. Absolutely. And spiritually. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Very powerful, man. I appreciate mm-hmm. you sharing that. Mm-hmm. What's the best piece of advice you've ever gotten? What's the worst? <laughs> Best, the, the worst advice I probably forgot. <laughs> Fair like, enough. <laughs> like, forget that. That's some good advice. If you yeah. get bad advice, forget it. <laughs> don't do it. That's a good question. The, 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 yeah, the, don't do it. Usually, usually you know when you're getting it. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's fair. That's fair. Especially the source, right? I'll, I'll just about to say it. Especially you, the source. You know, I'm real big. I'm, 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 I'm going to say this, and it, it might sound bad, but... I'm a jerk when it comes to that. I hear that. If you're giving me information, I I mean, I want to see what you've accomplished. Yeah, I hear that. I mean, I'm not saying I'm I'm not saying I can't take advice from somebody that doesn't have something, but if you're giving advice in the area, I need to see where the fruits of your labor. Right. You need that proof of concept. Yeah, don't yeah, don't <laughs> don't, don't don't experiment on me. <laughs> Fair enough. Right? Fair enough. No, you know, that's fair. That's fair. You're absolutely right. Because there are a lot of people who give out advice and this, that, and the other. It's like, yeah, man, but where's your body of work, though, right? Yeah, that's, <laughs> right. You know, I need to see it. I mean, I'm sorry. Right. I, you know. Not, not, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I think a lot of us need to be more selfish in our development and our selfish in those areas, you know? I hear that. I hear you know? that. And, and, and I think by saying that is it, it raises the bar of competition. It raises the bar of productivity, mm-hmm. it raises the bar of people saying if they want their advice to be taken seriously, mm. what am I producing? I hear that. Pro- what am I producing? Right before we go to break, last question: What's the average day look like for you? Ooh, average day. Um, so I get up. Gotcha. Um, I check my website. I check the traffic. Okay. Because I want to make sure I'm, I'm in tune to what's going on. While I get up and I and I, I'm, I'm real prayerful in the morning to guide my day. Um, I hear that. Um, I want to make sure I'm, I'm tuned in to things. Um, um, I've been again. I check my traffic, my gotcha. websites, to see am I missing any? Is there any, is there anything I'm missing? Are people visiting the site? Mm-hmm. And are they they're visiting the site? But if I'm not getting any transactions, what am I doing? I hear that. You know, so mm-hmm. I, I'm always in tune to that. Um, and I, I got a full time job, so gotcha. I, I got to make sure you know my guests are taken care of. Absolutely. But in the midst of all that, I'm I'm, I'm always writing, writing stuff, um, making phone calls. I talk to my father, uh, I talk to my daughter, um, and I try to make sure I got balance in my day. Mm-hmm. But I'm always productive in what I'm doing. I hear that. So how you like being on the startup life, man? I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm a talker anyway, so you know. 
Gotcha. Maybe too much. But <laughs> no, you're good, man. You're good, man. So we're going to take a quick break and you're listening to the Startup Life. All right. If you are a teacher looking for great resources, look no further than Owls e-commerce store on Teachers Pay Teachers, the store name Teaching with Owls. Enjoy great lessons based on short stories from great authors such as Kate Choppin's The Story of an Hour and Edgar Allan Poe's The Mask of the Red Death. And no worries, teachers, all lessons are Common Core aligned. All right, Startup Nation, so let's continue. So Mr. Sales, what do you think is a popular misconception about business? All business owners are ballers. <laughs> Let's not let's not play games. You're not people. making it rain. No, no, ain't, ain't no raining going on. You can't, that's how you go broke. <laughs> I got you. You got to build, right? You're not balling. You're building. I hear that. I hear that. I might mm-hmm. have to steal that. Yeah, roll, roll with it. <laughs> you know, I might have to steal that. Uh, uh, I have this firm belief that uh, when you delve in entrepreneurship and you was talking about earlier about how you you know your creativity leads you to tinkering and trying mm-hmm. stuff stuff like that how has it you know affected your lifestyle as a whole outside of you know the t-shirts and the business how has entrepreneurship itself kind of leaked into other parts of awesome your life question so what it does is you tap into something a source that, that that's been that's been there the whole time mm-hmm. and you begin to understand what kind of authority you have. I hear that. You know, Absolutely. You, you you tend to look at stuff. Your mindset starts to shift. Like, for, like for example, you know, I got my real estate license mm-hmm. three years ago. And so after I got my license, I began to drive. My drive around the city became so different. I began mm. to see properties different. Mm. I began to see commercial property because I wanted to go into commercial property. So I started to notice all the commercial properties, who was where, who had what. I saw it different. So once you tap into that creativity, that's how you start seeing things. Gotcha. I hear that because the thing is, is like when we, you know, me and Kendra started ours and we really started to embrace the entrepreneurship mm-hmm. lifestyle, it was almost like we were inside. Mm-hmm. We put on the entrepreneurship goggles, went outside and saw a completely yeah. new world. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. like, it's bananas. Yeah. Because, like, and, you know, we started watching, you know, like, certain TV shows, like Shark Tank and The Prophet mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and it just made us see the world in a completely different yeah. way. It's almost like, have we been here the whole time? Right. <laughs> right. And that's why I say before, the last question, one of the questions you asked me was, I wish I would did it earlier because mm, yeah. there's so much yeah. opportunity out here, and then you, yeah, you start to look at everything, you re-examine everything. Right. Absolutely. Thank mm-hmm. you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. What do you look for? You know, I, I know you got like vendors and third party people, stuff like that. But uh, eventually you may want to start, you know, hiring employees and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Right. What would you look for uh, in an employee to, you know, into the culture of what you do? Somebody who's self-sufficient. Okay. Self-sufficient. Somebody who can, who can, doesn't have to wait. I hear that. That, you know. Someone that doesn't wait on you to do something. Somebody that can do it and just get it done. Gotcha. You just know, take that initiative, I guess. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Somebody uh, self-motivated. 
Gotcha. So I'm motivated. Let me ask you this. It's kind of a follow-up question. If, you know, let's say you have this person, right? And you have the issue of, like, not being, like, they're not motivated. Do you think that's a thing that can be coached? Or is one of those things where mm, maybe they're just not a good fit? So you have to, a great question. So mm-hmm. it goes back to your leadership. So I hear that. One, what is it looking like? Two, or have you tapped into them personally to understand what motivates them? I hear that. Okay. You, you gotta you gotta be able to be creative and understand them as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, once you have tried every angle, exhausted every possibility that you know, and you're still not getting nothing from them, then you know if it's if it's time, you're gonna get one or two. They either gonna rise, or maybe what it is that you're offering isn't in their warehouse. And at that point, you feel better about saying, you know, maybe maybe we ought to try something else. But it's all, it all goes back to your leadership. You know, leaders are developed. They're not born. I mm-hmm. think about my life as a man. I've developed. And thank God some people took time to develop me. I hear that. Hey, Ellie, I'm glad you, you, you brought that up because a lot of times there are leaders out there in, like, leadership roles, supervisors, managers, whatever the case may be. And in order to try to motivate them, because you talked about, finding what makes them tick what motivates Mm -hmm. them right and a lot of times leaders try to motivate people to do a great job two ways one do it or you'll get fired or do it so you can make some more money right and and i think it's kind of a limited view in leadership because you're not understanding like if those two things don't motivate the person then what right (laughs) right right Right, so no, I, I appreciate that, man. Thank so, you so, so much. So, Dominic, aren't you a Lakers fan? I'm not a Lakers fan. No, okay, okay. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I'll, I'll say this: I am a huge fan of like Kobe Bryant okay. and, like, and like his work ethic and stuff okay. like that. But as far okay. as like the Lakers itself, nah, okay. I roll with the Grizz, man. Roll with okay, the Grizz. okay. <laughs> the, the the thing that comes to mind is um, we, we talk about that is um, like Phil Jackson. So I'm a, big, I'm, a, I'm a Lakers fan. I got you, and I think I know where you're going with this. Now that if I if I know where you're going with this, mm-hmm. I'm a fan of that. But Are go you, ahead, okay. man. I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's okay. So you got Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal, and Pal Gasol, mm-hmm. three different personalities. So I, I read stories on how Phil Jackson used to connect with all of them. So he knew he knew Kobe Bryant's mentality. So he didn't he wasn't as harsh on him. He kind of let him flow and then developed him on the back end. Right. With Shaq, he dealt with Shaq with Iron Fist. Right. Because he knew his personality couldn't deal with it. Pau Gasol, he dealt with Pau Gasol's intellect. Gotcha. They, they said that they would share books. And so when him sharing books with Pau, let Pau know that he listens to me. So when it came down to coaching him on court, it was a different relationship. So right. three different people, three different ways of dealing with personalities. I hear that. I hear that. It's one of those things that we teach in education. You got to meet them where they are mm-hmm. to get them to where they're going. Mm-hmm. So, no, that's a very powerful piece, mm-hmm. man. Thank you for sharing mm-hmm. that. I appreciate that. Go Grizz, by the right. way. For, for the record, I am not a Lakers fan, but I uh, had to throw that in there. Disclosure, I did, I did say I spent time in L.A. So. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, let me ask you this. Uh, have you ever had a situation where you had to turn down a client? And I know it's probably a little bit difficult for you and, you know, because it's like, you know, the T-shirts and stuff like that. So it's so, kind of hard stopping by somebody from buying a T-shirt. But. So <laughs> I have an extensive retail background dealing okay. with people face-to-face. Gotcha. I dealt with the good, bad, and the ugly. I hear that. So I don't know it all, but I've dealt with pretty bad situations where people are spending thousands of dollars. I hear that. So my inflection, how I deal with it, I can almost see it coming with the body language a lot of times. Mm, but, but fair enough. So 
me, you know, selling t-shirts online, I make a phone call, it's easy for me to handle. Gotcha. You know, it, it's it's not hard. Okay. If you had one piece of advice for somebody who's just starting out on their path to entrepreneurship, what would that be? Get rid of the fear. I hear that. Don't 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 be fearful. Um, put yourself out there. Don't be scared of criticism. I hear that. I, I, I often think that if there are people who are scared, then maybe I think they might. I think they might be scared themselves. Maybe they've been hard critics themselves, mm-hmm. and they're scared to kind of get back some of what they've put out there. Gotcha. So just just get rid of fear and go for it. Gotcha. Because fear is one of those things where it cripples a lot of people, man. And it, and it quelches a lot of great ideas. Mm-hmm. Who are your mentors? I know off the air you talked about your pastor. Mm-hmm. You want, you can talk about him or any other mentors that you yeah. have. Yeah, my, my father. You know, okay. my father. My, my family. My father. Uh, my pastor. Um, and there's a couple guys, um, like Dennis Kimbrough. I've read a couple of his books. He kind of hit home with some things. I, I'm just, I'm, I, let me say this. Along with that, I... Am a fan of aggressive athletes. Okay, I like that aggressive nature. Mm-hmm. And for a long time, I thought that was bad. Gotcha. I thought that was bad. And so, you know, being a black male, that's double bad. Mm, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But as I've grown, I realized that's my that's my strength. Stick with it. Gotcha. So that's what I listen. I listen to people who have the mentality, and it's worked. I hear that. Mm-hmm. I hear that. And I guess that probably speaks to that Laker fan thing about yeah. Kobe Bryant and stuff like that. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Got you. Um, where do you see uh, your business in the next five years or even your industry that you operate in in the next five years? So my, my business, what I see is I see licensing. Okay. I see licensing and that will give me the creativity to branch out and do other things. Okay. Because I, I have lots of things I want to do along with this. Mm-hmm. One thing I love about Shark Tank is they got them together because they had a myriad of, of, of experience in different areas. Right. So they're able, And I, I want to be that resource to my community to be able to say, okay, not just be um, an expert or not just be well-versed in one area, but in multiple areas. I hear that. Because a lot of times it goes back to what people are exposed to. So if I'm if I'm able to give somebody a piece of something, mm-hmm. that can, might be what they need to get them kind of get them going. I hear that. I hear that. Uh, actually, a follow up question. I actually asked this question of uh, of Dr. Jamie a few weeks back. Mm-hmm. We we live in Memphis, mm-hmm. right? And we have certain socioeconomic issues mm-hmm. with you know and you know with crime and poverty and whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. As an entrepreneur in this city, or in a, in a city like like a Detroit, or New Orleans, or a Cleveland, if you will, right. right, where where there are issues like that that are very similar, as an entrepreneur, is there an obligation, a social obligation, in any form to kind of not necessarily like cut a check, mm-hmm. right? Because I mean that that can really can hurt somebody as far as right. instead of help, right? But is there a social obligation to reach back? At all that that you think? Absolutely. Okay. Ab- absolutely. If, if, if you you, in other words, if you sit at the table and eat, then you ought to contribute. I hear that. So I hear yeah, that. Fair you, enough. Yeah. Fair enough. If, Fair enough. Definitely. If you if you're from the city, that's how you build. With that also being said, we have like listeners in Tokyo and Beijing and uh, Oslo, Norway, actually, right. a few in, okay. in, uh, in the UK as well, and we also have listeners here in Memphis. Okay. okay. And they're all thinking about, you know, starting a business. And, you know, before they started in Tokyo or wherever, Mm -hmm. or before that Memphian who lives in Westwood or Orange Mound decides, you know, I'm going to take my business idea to Nashville or Atlanta. Make the case why they should start it right here in Memphis. Well, you should should have city-level success. I hear that. So, I lived in Nashville for two and a half years. 
and and I always knew I'd come back. I knew that. But one of the things I felt exposed about being in Nashville was all my resources are here. Mm. You know, all my resources, my connections, my people. I mean, even if even if my resource even if one of my resources is in Nashville, I didn't connect with that resource till I got back to Memphis. So so utilize your resources at home first. I hear that. And then once you kind of build that, then you know you might want to branch out. You should want to branch out. But, you know, take care of home first. Got you. Take mm-hmm. care of home first. All mm-hmm. right, cool. So, man, this is part of the show where if you got, like, you know, like, you know, your website for your T-shirt, social mm-hmm. media credentials, floor is yours to advertise, man. Okay. So go for it. Well, thank you, Dominic, for the interview. No, no worries, man. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> Everybody go to maintshirts.com, M-A-N-E-T-S-H-I-R-T-S. It's an alternative way of saying man form used in Memphis before <laughs> and after a sentence. Gotcha. And it's 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 going all over the globe, people. So wear the shirt, wear some Memphis pride, all right? I hear that. And Startup Nation, you can actually see that website in the show notes for easy access. So last one, man. Any parting advice for entrepreneurs out there, or, you know, here in Memphis or around the world, man? Any parting advice? Just don't compromise. I hear that. Don't compromise. Leave your, you know, get rid of the fear. And, and, and go for it. You know, that first step, it might be hard, but just go for it. Cool. I appreciate that, man. So that's going to conclude this episode of The Startup Life, man. How did you All like right. it? I love it. Cool, man. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> awesome, man. Here's my final take. When it comes to Elliott Sales, it's all about believing in yourself and believing in the dream that you have for your business. Yeah, you're going to hit a few bumps in the road and not everybody's going to believe you, but if you have the fortitude to keep going, like we say in Memphis, man, it can be done. If you want to let us know what you think about the show or like to advertise on our show, send us an email to the address in the show notes. Subscribe to The Startup Life as it can now be heard on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Also, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Owls LLC. And hey, if you have an idea, be about that life, the startup life.